FritzCast, Fritz Forward. Happy Monday, March 20th, 2017. To all of you out there, this is a FritzCast, Fritz Forward. And for those longtime listeners out there, they already know what that means. It means I have two weeks of 8 to 4 with the weekends off. Therefore, I have not had a day off since last Tuesday. And I'm trucking along. And I'm going without breaks. And I have to go straight through to Saturday and possibly work at least one or two overtimes on top of that to make some money. So... How about it? So yeah, I just got off of work. I just got home. It, it is 4.11 in the afternoon. And the benefit of doing this Fritz cast, Fritz forward, a little bit later in the day, is that there's events that have happened today that I can actually talk about. I'll get to that in a minute, though. Uh, over, the last, over the course of the last week, let's see, my wife and I went and leased a 2017 Kia Sorento, all the bells and whistles, the whole nine yards. Amazing vehicle so far. I mean, I'm not going to come out here and say, you know, don't don't go buy your Jeep that you're planning on buying. Obviously, because you're getting a Jeep. And, honey, that's not me just throwing the name Jeep out there or anything. My wife happens to know that I'm, um, I'm a little, a tad bit obsessed with Jeeps. It's like a dream car vehicle of sorts. Uh, I would love to get a Jeep Renegade right now. I really would. But it's not happening. Not happening. Wifey's got the new car. Least that. So, so far, not, uh, not, not, uh, nothing to scoff at, if you know what I mean. People say, you say Kia, and people are like, too bad it's a Kia. It's like the Family Guy episode. Kia, too bad it's a Kia. Kias are uh, not a bad line of car anymore. They're pretty nice, and and the leases are fully fully loaded. I mean, you're talking ten year, hundred thousand mile warranty, five year bumper to bumper. You know, uh, you, you really you, you really can't beat that. Uh, our payments well below, not well below, but it's below what we you know what our cutoff was. So that's good too. And I mean, you know, it's a brand new vehicle with no problems, no issues. Hooray! Be happy about it. Be happy about it. So that happened over the course of the past week. One of the things I wanted to touch up on, though, uh, we went and we saw, uh, I don't know if you knew this, Disney has remade, or rather, Disney has made a live-action version of Beauty and the Beast. And it's a plan, it's a, it's a thing that, di- di- that Disney has slowly been doing. With all of their classics, uh, re- redo them. I don't want to say redo them because uh, it's it's not like they're remaking them. And at least it's semi-new territory to go the length that they're going and do live action. And I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. I haven't actually seen much else of the Disney live action translations. I know they did one on Cinderella. Uh, they did one in the Jungle Book, I believe. I saw that one, um, which was all right. I mean, it's the Jungle Book. To me, that was meh. It was a pretty meh cartoon anyway. Um, so, they have Emma Watson cast as Belle in this new one, or in this live-action one, if you will, and it was very masterfully done. Uh, it is surprisingly 
not a shot-for-shot translation. There's new songs in there. They put backstory on Belle's mother in there. Uh, They switch up some of the songs and the lyrics to fit with a more live-action-y, not animated or cartoony style. Uh, But very, very great cinematic work, very great graphical work. Uh, the CGI beast, eh, it's not, you know, it's nothing to praise, really, but it's not terrible either. Not entirely, at least, anyway. It's not on the scale of, you know, Grand, Marf, Grand Moff Tarkin in, in Star Wars Rogue One. It's not that level, and it's not CGI Leia at the end of uh, Rogue One either. But for what it is, it's pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty consistent. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but not long before this film was released, there was a controversy surrounding it, talking about how Disney was going to have its first gay character and gay scene in a movie, and and the internet blew up. Um, I would say hardcore conservatives lost lost their um, noggins over it, and. There was a lot of a lot of social media backlash on it, a lot of uh, back and forth with it. Spoiler alert: If you don't want to hear what it is, tune out and don't listen. Chances are you either have already seen it and you know, or what I'm going to tell you isn't really like a spoiler. It's not like I'm spoiling a Star Wars film or something that is uh, crucial to not being talked about. I went and we went and saw Beauty and the Beast, and I'm telling you, it was done pretty damn well, pretty damn masterfully, from a film perspective. And from you know, I grew up with the Disney films. My wife is a Disney nut, so I have you know a fair dosage of Disney in this cranium. Uh, and it's funny because I'm a metalhead, and I'm all into politics, and I'm all into these manly adulty things. And then you put on you know a Disney flick, and I'm like, oh, Disney, let's watch. However, so let's just set it up. Let's set it up. Uh, LeFou in this film, in his entire, throughout the film, is gay. Played by Josh Gad, who surprisingly isn't gay. I don't know if people knew this. Josh Gad is married with two, I believe, daughters. I could be wrong. Josh Gad, not gay, but damn it all, could have fooled me. With how he was playing LeFou. Should also be noted that Luke Evans, who plays Gaston, is gay. Openly gay. So, turnabout's fair play. You know what I mean. So, LeFou throughout the film is gay. he's, He's cuckoo for Gaston. The entire time. Which, if you will remember the animated film, uh, LeFou's the same way. LeFou is all over Gaston. That song Gaston, the the the, the homage to to Gaston is uh, is entirely a man crush on the dude. Uh except more than a man crush, it's gay. Okay, so LeFou's a gay character and he keeps dropping these one-liners and these little hints that he's gay. Whatever. Not a big deal, not a big deterrent. Not something that you'd have to explain to your kids because it's gonna go, it's gonna fly over their heads. They're not gonna realize it. Not on that level, at least, anyway. 
Next controversial bit, if you'll remember, the scene where they storm the castle and they're fighting everybody in the castle. Or all the items, rather, because all the people have been turned into items. So they're fighting everybody in the castle. The dresser in the animated film, what, sucks up a guy and spits him out and he's dressed in a dress and a funky wig and he yells and screams and runs away. This time the dresser attacks three people, dresses them all as ladies, dresses them all as ladies. Two of them take off, run away, and, and are you know embarrassed and all that jazz. One of them turns around, looking at his outfit, and gives the cheesiest, goofiest smile I've ever seen ever. And it's all of four seconds long. There's your next bit of, you know, I guess you could say gay transgenderism or cross-dressing dude dressed up as a girl and he's perfectly okay with it in fact he's happy whatever it was four seconds of your life out of the movie literally in the middle of a fight scene final bit as the movie closes everybody's dancing on the ballroom floor in the castle obviously not Gaston's dead I hope that's not I hope I didn't spoil anything there this, this movie and the general concept of it's only been out for, well, there was the Disney animated film, but it's taken from a story anyway. So Gaston's dead. And LeFou is dancing on the dance floor with ladies. And then eventually, as the scene cuts, you see very, 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 very briefly, very briefly, LeFou is dancing with that guy that was happy to be dressed as a girl. Oh my god, controversy. Look, I don't know why the internet blew up. I don't know why everybody got out of hand about it. I really don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. It it doesn't make any sense that anybody was that ticked off that that happened. Because, again, it'll go over kids' heads. They're not going to realize it. Not enough to go, hey, daddy or mommy, why is they dan- why is the, the guy, why is LeFou dancing with another guy? They're not gonna care on that level. Honest to God, they're not. And even if they do, this is life. You have people who are gay. They might see two guys dancing for real. And if you never explain that to them, well that might throw them off when they're older. I don't know. But Either way, that was the controversy? Really? Okay, I can get people's arguments about it gets put out there. It gets forced into it because guess what? It really didn't contribute to the Beauty and the Beast story at all. It didn't. It didn't. It was unnecessary stuff they threw in there. However, it's debatable to say that that, uh, that it was not somehow interwoven to the story about finding somebody's inner beauty and falling in love with them and all that jazz. I could get people saying like, oh, everything has to have a gay or a transgender person in there uh, to get society acclimated to it, and I'm tired of seeing it all the time, and I'm tired of it being shoved down my throat. Well, if the guy, if this brief four-second scene of a guy dresses a girl and happy about it, really puts you and really gets your your undies in that much of a bunch 
I mean, God, there's way more things to be offended at than that. And to call that being shoved down your throat and being forced to see it. It was four seconds of your life. And in any case, fine then. Don't go see it. Who cares? I, I, with what I had heard and the way the internet blew up, I, you know, you would have thought that two guys got naked and just went to town on each other, which didn't happen. And they didn't even have a gay kiss or anything like that. It was two dudes dancing with each other, not even like locked, their eyes locked in eternal affection. It was nothing like that. So, dear internet, can we please stop blowing up over every little thing? Okay? Just just go to the movies and watch the movie. Because the movie was really well done. You should go see it. Honestly. That's me, a guy, telling you. Go ahead and see it. But while we're on the topic of controversy in case you missed it this morning James Comey director of the FBI and the director of the NSA who who is that person I am I am hardcore blanking on who that individual is Mike Rogers Mike Rogers that's it James Comey Mike Rogers had to testify before the House Intelligence Committee this morning in regards to Trump, Russia, a bunch of other stuff going on. Okay, if you'll remember, uh, part of it was uh, part part of the questioning was the wiretapping, supposedly the the wiretapping that uh, President Trump alleged President Obama initiated on Trump leading up to the election. Uh, this, I'm telling you, man, this this morning. You have to listen to some of the clips. I would, I, I implore you, I'm going to play one or two quick clips for you, but I, I would implore you, you got to go online, and you have to really check some snippets from this hearing. Uh, now, this is James Comey. Here's a, just a couple of clips for you. The president accused Mr. Obama and presumably the FBI of engaging in McCarthyism. As you understand the term McCarthyism, do you think President Obama or the FBI was engaged in such conduct? I'm not going to try and characterize the, the tweets themselves. All I can tell you is we have no information that supports them. Were you engaged in McCarthyism, Director Comey? Try very hard not to engage in any isms of any kind, including, including McCarthyism. I want to begin by attempting to put to rest several claims made by the president about his predecessor, namely that President Obama wiretapped his phones. So that we can be precise, I want to refer you to exactly what the president said and ask you whether there is any truth to it. First, the president claimed, quote, terrible, just found out that Obama had my wires tapped in Trump Tower just before the victory. Nothing found. This is McCarthyism, unquote. Director Comey was the president's statement that Obama had his wires tapped in Trump Tower, a true statement. With respect to the president's tweets about alleged wiretapping directed at him by the prior administration, I have no information that supports those tweets, and we have looked carefully inside the FBI. The Department of Justice has asked me to share with you 
that the answer is the same for the Department of Justice and all its components. The department has no information that supports those tweets. Did you brief President Obama on... Well, I'll just ask you. Did you brief, brief President Obama on any calls involving Michael Flynn? I'm not going to get into either that particular case, that matter, or any conversations I had with the president, so I can't answer that. Is Russia our adversary? Mr. Comey? Yes. Mr. Rogers? Yes. Is, do they intend to do us harm? They intend to ensure, I believe, that they gain advantage at our expense. Director Comey? Yes, I want to be... Uh, harm can have many meanings. They're an adversary, and so they want to resist us, oppose us, undermine us in lots of different ways. And some of those are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the hearings. And part of me feels like things are about to get nasty. Really nasty. Because anytime Comey comes out, in my in my playbook, when anytime Comey comes out with anything, I play the spin the Comey wheel, as I call it. I tweeted to John Ziegler today, in fact, when I overheard some bits. And I replied to one of his tweets and I said, spin the wheel of Comey, see where it lands. Are we angry at him? Are we happy with him? Or are we just... Are we just going nuts when we're hearing what we want to hear and when, we, when we're hearing what we don't want to hear? That is the situation right now, and I intend to go back and listen to more of, uh, more of those meetings, uh, or rather more of that hearing. I intend to go back and listen to more of the audio of that because uh, it has produced very interesting results. And it's, I mean, it's funny. It's funny, uh, that clip in the beginning about Comey not having any evidence to back up Trump's tweet about how he was, how his wires were tapped. First off, Trump, you're ridiculous. He doesn't tap your wires. He taps your phone, you dummy. Number one. Number two, everybody knows why he tweeted that. He tweeted that for the same reason that another controversial issue coming up here for the same reason that Rachel Maddow tweeted that she had Trump's taxes and she was going to have a big reveal. Did you catch that? Rachel Maddow saying that she had Trump's taxes. We got him. We're going we're gonna to show him to you. We got him. Then goes into a 20-minute monologue. Not to say that she didn't bring up some fair points during that monologue, but a big, long, stretched-out monologue because you had Trump's 2005 tax returns, which, one, shows that he earned eh, not that much in, in millions and definitely nowhere near billions, and that he paid some $30 million in taxes. Trump leaked those tax returns to you, or to the reporter, so that you'd pick them up, run them, and reveal them. I don't know why you revealed them, because the only thing you did was make Trump look good back in 2005. He, he picked a great year for himself to put out there, which shows that he made some money, that he paid full on his taxes, and made Rachel Maddow 
look like a fool. And why did Trump tweet Obama wiretapped Trump Tower? Because the media picks it up, runs with it, and is distracted like a little dog. Because all the attention went to this Trump tweet. And to virtually nothing else. Nothing else. And guess what? Guess what? These little FBI hearings today with, with James Comey and the NSA director, the, the, that hearing this morning overshadowed the fact that Neil Gorsuch and his hearing starts today as well. So how about that? Hmm? All right, guys. Like I said, it's a Fritz cast, Fritz forward. It's been 21 minutes. I might chime in later this week with something. I don't know. Keep your eyes peeled. Anyway, I love y'all, and I'll see you next week. Keep those thoughts in mind, seriously. I mean... Are we are we about to enter some real trying times now? I don't know. See you guys next week. Just remember at FritzQS at the Twitter, Facebook.com slash the FritzCast page, and FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com.